hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hustle and Grow podcast and live stream series. I am delighted to be back in front of you again this evening. For those of you who are joining for the first time, welcome. My name is Noni Banks. I'm the CEO and president of the Diva Movement, where we help women market and grow their business with confidence. And we're always bringing amazing women entrepreneurs to our platform so that we can share their stories, information, tools, information so that you can really increase your impact, influence, and income. And today, I am so excited to have this guest on. When I tell you, I get hundreds of submissions for people who want to be on the podcast and going through and my team kind of, you know, sends the ones that they think would be the best fit. And when I found Keisha's, I was like, oh my God, this story is so amazing. I can't, there's no way she cannot be on the podcast. So welcome Keisha Greaves. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. Oh my God, you're amazing. She's with Girls Chronically Rock and that's just one of the things that she does. So I am so excited for her to be here and really I want you to use what you hear today and allow it to inspire you because after you hear this story, I mean, we all get down as entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs and the last couple of years have been extremely tough. But when I tell you, when you hear her story, Look, there is nothing that you cannot do, okay? Because like I said in her intro on social media, if there's a will, if there's a will, there's a way where a person, this is her, okay? So Keisha, Keisha, please introduce yourself and tell us how your story began. Sure. Well, hi, thank you for having me on this live and I'm so happy to be here. Hi, everybody. My name is Keisha. I'm 36 years old and I'm from Cambridge, Massachusetts. I am the CEO and founder of Girls Chronically Rock clothing brand. I started Girls Chronically Rock clothing brand in 2017 because I wanted to help inspire and motivate others in the disability community. Now, to give a little background of why I started Girls Chronically Rock and my story is I was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy in 2010 when I was actually in graduate school receiving my master's degree in business. Um, it honestly just happened out of nowhere. I was um, getting really weird symptoms within my body. I would just be walking and my leg would just boom, totally give out on me. So I noticed the first, first couple of times, I'm like, mm, no big deal. I just need to exercise, lose some weight, whatever. But it was the last time I was with my supermarket at the supermarket with my mom and sister. We're walking and boom, my leg honestly gives out. And it wasn't like my leg gave out and I fell to the floor and I was able to hop back up, like say how some people do when they fall, like, oh yeah, brush it off like nothing happened. When I fell, it was like a dead weight. It was like I needed that assistance to get up. It was like I could not move. It was like my body betrayed me, if that made sense. So when I'm on the floor, I'm just like, why is this happening? What's going on? So I remember that day in the supermarket, my mom and sister could not even help me up. Because like I said, it was like a dead weight. So I remember this um, guy coming over in the super um, in the parking lot of the supermarket saying, hey, do you need help? And that's how I was able to get up off the floor. And then it was at that moment, my mom was like, you know what? I think maybe it's time to go see an orthopedic because we're thinking maybe it's something in the feet. Mm. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So we go see an orthopedic out here in Tufts Medical Hospital in Boston, Mass. And I always remember that appointment. We go in. I lay down on the examination room. Two male doctors come in. They kind of examine me, you know, regular appointment. Ask me to raise the right leg. 
And that's when I noticed the right leg did not extend out as it should. And that was the first time I noticed that. Same thing with the left. So both doctors looked at each other like puzzled, like they never seen that. And they're like, um, I think you need to see a neurologist. So I'm still like, okay, la-di-da. Like, you know, I'm still not really thinking anything of it. I'm still just thinking, oh, I need to lose weight. No big deal. But I think deep down inside, I knew something was up. Uh -huh. So I went to go see the neurologist. And I still love her to this day, Dr. Catherine Wang. I see her out here. She's from the city I'm from, um, Cambridge, um, Massachusetts. And we go straight to it. And that's what I love about her. We go, mind you, these are testings I never heard of, like EMG, EKG, the MRI I heard of. And then, but the most interesting of all was they took a muscle biopsy from my, my right leg to test that. Mm. Mind you, I was wide awake. I was not put to sleep for that muscle biopsy. We just boom, did it right there. So I'm like, wow. okay. Yeah. I have a high tolerance for pain, so I don't really mind. So we took that yeah, out. Good for you. Then, <laughs> I would have been screaming. <laughs> exactly. That's what everyone says. Crazy. So from that muscle biopsy, that's when, you know, I remember that phone call. She called and said, Keisha, you have muscular dystrophy. And I will never forget that phone call. I hang up like, did she just say I have muscular dystrophy? What is muscular dystrophy? Nobody in my family seems to have it. So I'm just like, she had to call, get the test results mixed up. Uh, I don't have muscular dystrophy. I'm chilling. I'm here living my best life. Mind you, I'm in my early 20s. In graduate school, going out partying driving so i'm like oh maybe she got the test results mixed up with another patient but again one of those moments i know deep down inside something was right to what she was saying so like most of us i go straight to google and i start googling muscular dystrophy and then i'm not reading such great things i'm reading there's no cure no treatment some adults don't live past a certain age so of course i start to shut down i'm like what does my future hold what is going to happen? So that's where it all began. Oh my goodness. So you're in, like, like you said, living your best life. Like you're like, I have all these, these dreams of being a fashion designer. Right. Right. And you're like, okay, I have only the future is bright for me at this point, like only great things ahead. So boom, you're hit with this. Um, I know there's a lot in between with, you know, the, and, you know, treatment and things like that. But where does the story pick up again for you where you decided my dreams have not died? I'm going to continue and move forward. Um, sure. So it definitely took some time. Like I tell people I'm honest with everyone to this day. I'm like, I feel like I just came out of denial the other day. Like you could not tell me I had muscular dystrophy. No matter what the doctors were saying, no matter those test results, you could not tell me otherwise. I started to shut down. I wasn't telling much family. The only reason family knew was because, you know, of my aunt, she corresponded with her sisters and that's how my cousins knew. But even when friends called me and said, hey, do you want to go out? I'm like, no, you know, cause I'm like, what is happening? What is going on? Even when I started to use a cane, going out job interviews, going to work, I told them I sprained my ankle or I was in a car accident because saying everything but muscular dystrophy just sounded better. Me saying muscular dystrophy at that time just seemed too real and I wasn't ready to accept that. So what honestly helped me to start the movement and kind of get me out of my shell was my friend told me one day, was like, why don't you write a blog, share your story, share your thoughts. And I'm just like, why would I do that? I don't have muscular dystrophy. 
that's how much of the mindset I was. Wow. And so I'm just like, what, what are you talking about? Like, why would I do that? Why would I want to connect with others? So it just definitely took some time. One day I just opened my laptop. I started writing and venting just like how I am with you now. And it took that moment as I'm typing and saying it out loud. I'm like, wow, I have muscular dystrophy. That's crazy. You know, like I said, never mind what the neurologist, those test results. I'm like, I have muscular dystrophy. That's crazy. And so I think, I think that just kind of like opened the door a little bit. Um, and then just like sharing that on Facebook, social media, I got so much support and great positive feedback. And they're like, oh, Keisha, thank you for sharing. And I know someone that has this. And oh, my God, I never even knew looking at you, I wouldn't know. And, you know, because then I wasn't in the wheelchair. I was still able to walk independently and drive. And so, you know, that kind of opened the door. And then what really helped me is connecting with others that, you know, had muscular dystrophy and had a disability like me. I've met so many other individuals that have like um, muscular dystrophy, MS, lupus. And I, on Instagram, I like to use different hashtags like disability awareness, chronic illness, um, you know, disabled creators. And I've met right. so many other individuals. And I must say that is what helped me. Cause I'm like, wow, look at her. Especially when I seen like an African-American black girl like me with a disability. And I see her doing her thing, modeling her act. And I'm like, you know, that inspired me. Cause I'm like, look at her. I'm like, I got this. You know, and I'm still not saying it's easy because like I tell people to this day, I still have my days. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you may see me cheerful and smiling, but I still have my days. I live with muscular dystrophy, but um, that definitely helped me along the way. So now I'm like a part of support groups, like um, living with muscular dystrophy and different things like that. So it helps because like I said, yes, I get the support of family and friends, but there's mm -hmm. nothing. And I mean, nothing like talking to a next person that understands and knows what it's like of living with muscular dystrophy or any disability on a daily basis. It's only, it's, they get it. You know, so I feel comfortable sharing and venting with them, you know, on a daily basis and I feel comfortable. But um, yeah, that's where it all came about. Whereas, you know, cause I got my undergraduate from Framingham State University in fashion design, um, fashion design and merchandising. And I always looked up to designers such as Tommy Hilfiger, Betsy Johnson and Kimora Lee Simmons from her baby fat stage. So I've been like obsessed with them and still obsessed with them. So, of course, when I was diagnosed at that time, I'm just, you know, I totally shut down. I'm mm -hmm. just like, what's going to happen? What does my future hold? And so, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm a true believer in things do happen for a reason. So I'm like, you know what? Now it's my time to start putting my fashion degree and business to master's degree to use. And, you know, bring that knowledge within the fashion industry and bring awareness within the disability community. So then that's how I came up with Girls Chronically Rock. And I first started off, like right now, it's a t-shirt line, as you can see from one of my t-shirts, Trust Your that. Dopeness. And I just, I always love graphic tees. I love like inspirational quotes and meaningful things. So I like to express what I'm going through, through my, through my line. And so I wanted to create something to help inspire and motivate others in the disability community. And how I came up with the name Girls Chronically Rock is honestly, I was lying in bed one night. That's when most of my creative ideas come to mind when I'm sleeping. And I knew I wanted something with the word chronic in it but I didn't know how I wanted to incorporate that. So I honestly just thought Girls Chronically Rock, it came to mind. I love the way it sounded. I love the way it flowed, empowering. And yeah, then I powerful. just kind of ran with it from there. Yeah. I love that's that. how it all started. <laughs> it will, let me, let me tell you, thank you for not giving up. Okay. Because you know what we, when any type of situation comes our way and we're faced with challenges, it's easy to think, why is this happening to me? 
but it's not just for us. Like there's so much power that comes through the pain that we go through that's for someone else to inspire and and to, you know, keep someone else from not giving up. So thank you for not giving up. And I'm sure you hear that all the time for people, you know, who are facing, um, you know, a disability to not give up because you're the poster child of not giving up. But what I also (laughs) want to talk about, like when I went to your website and these are things, and I love how you are filling a need because that's the, uh, what a business does, right? You're, you're filling a need, you're meeting those pain points for your customers. So talk to me about the adaptive fashion that you have come up with and the things that I just, when I was watching your, um, your news uh, report or your uh, feature on one of the news stations, I, I don't, Think about the fact that it could take someone, it does take someone in your condition longer to just get dressed. And I take that for granted. So talk to us about this adaptive fashion that you Sure. Have. I'm so glad you brought it up and you nailed it. Same thing like I used to say, because like I said, I had a whole, I felt like, you know, it's like I lived both worlds, an able-bodied life. Now I'm a part of this awesome disability community. So of course, when I went to fashion school, we wasn't really taught anything about adaptive fashion. Or I wasn't thinking about it because why would I? I'm like, wasn't thinking about disability. I wasn't thinking about accessibility when a door opened or closed. Like, so my life has totally changed and perspective has changed. So with adaptive clothing, it makes the clothing more accessible, more functional for someone like myself to get dressed much quicker and easier on a daily basis, not just for myself, but also with the help of my caregivers slash PCAs. So it's like accessible clothing, for instance, with the shirt I have on now. Like I created this where it kind of like say unsnaps and then it goes back like into position. So these are like magnetic snaps. But with some of these, like um, for instance, Tommy Hilfiger now has an adaptive line, my designer I looked up to. And it's like, so it, it can vary for different things. Like the shirt can have magnetic snaps like on the shoulder, which makes it easier, more open for like to put my head through when I'm not struggling. Because with my type of limb girdle muscular dystrophy, it's a struggle to try to put my arms through the t-shirt. And you know, that, that's a lot, especially with the neck hole. That's a lot because my weakness of arm in the limbs and in my neck. And then another thing where another t-shirt, it's easier for us to put like our arms in and then it snaps in the back. So something as easier as that, people don't know that like, that makes a difference. And like you said, how we took for granted. Now I realize I'm like, that's what I took for granted. Cause it's like, you know, I tell people in my family and friends, like if you guys want me to go out, you need to tell me in advance. It takes me like a while just to get dressed. I tell people just coming off the shower, it feels like I just finished running the Boston Marathon. That's Mm. how much exhausting in our body can feel just from coming out the shower. So those are things I feel like I took for granted as well. Um, Same with accessible pants where some um, designers now are making the adaptive pants where they just, they zipper on the side. So that way it would be easier for me and my PCAs to slide those on and zip those up. So like the littlest things, it's like people don't know for someone like myself with a disability, that makes a total difference. And so last year of 2021, I wanted to create an adaptive swimwear collection. And I called that Adaptive Splash. And the reason I wanted to come up with the swim line is because some people may think, oh, that's just like for vacation or if you live someplace warm. And I'm like, no, not really. Because someone like myself, I used to go to aquatic therapy prior to pandemic twice a week. And when I am in the water, let me tell you, I feel like I am a mermaid because I can do things in the water that I can't do on land. So I'm in the water, like hopping around like the extension because, you know, the gravity is like I can do things like I said, I can't do on land. I can do like jumping jacks in the water. So it feels good. So you imagine for able bodied person 
when you come out from the beach or from the pool, you know how that bathing suit just sticks to you and you got to take that off. So imagine for someone like myself with a disability and I'm trying to hang on for dear life, hanging on to my wheelchair, trying to take that off. So I was like, you know what? It'll be kind of cool if I make something more accessible. So with my adaptive splash line, I did it with there's like snaps on the shoulder to make it easier to come on and off. And so I made it like half shoulder. And so those are just like the start for now, but I plan to come up with, you know, more collection and I want to do a menswear as well. Cause I'm like, you know, there's a lot of men with disabilities as well. And they are also at the aquatic therapy when I go to Spalding out here in Boston, Mass. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just like those little functions of people don't understand, like they make a difference. So I'm so excited now that Tommy Hilfiger, um, also Kohl's and Target now has an adaptive clothing line. So it's like, I feel like it's bringing more awareness within the adaption fashion and also like just bringing that inclusion and diversity. So I'm excited to see that. And I think it's going to be much more coming. Well, I'm just looking forward to the day when you tell me or when I see on your social media, like I'm partnering with these major department stores <laughs> to bring my, you, fashion, <laughs> my fashion line. Because, I mean, and what I love about you is that you are fashionable and you and it's kind of like Thank people kind of think like, oh, I, if someone has a disability, everything else just goes out the door. No. It's like your no. personality. You are a there's so much inside of you and it's like that doesn't go away just because with i have a diagnosis so right thank you thank you for for everything yeah. you're doing uh, but how do you stay motivated i mean the hearing this i mean you're building a line a fashion line you're you know you're a speaker you're an advocate and then how do you stay motivated to do all of this um, I definitely try. And like I always say, I tell people I have my days, you know, don't, don't get it twisted. You know, it's like sometimes I, you know, I may be cheery now, but I can go to bed tonight and, and then start to cry. Like what is going on? Like I say, each day I wake up, I don't know what the body wants to do. As much people say, oh, you got this, you got control over it. No, I don't. Because mm -hmm. if that was the case, I wouldn't have had muscular dystrophy to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a part of me and I'm just taking it day by day. I wake up each day not knowing what the body's going to feel like. There's some days my PCAs may come and I'm like, I need like another like, you know, 30 more minutes. You know, my body feels a little, little tired. You know, let me just relax, you know. But again, that's something out of my control and something, you know, I didn't ask for. But, you know, I feel like it's also now a part of me, if that makes sense. Mm. And so, yeah, what keeps me motivated is honestly my business, Girls Chronically Rock. Um being on awesome, like, you know, podcasts like yours um, and people wanting me to interview me and, and join me on their um platform. I'm like, me? You know, so that definitely keeps me inspired. And I love those messages. People may think that's just a little thing, but no, like those are very meaningful to me. And when I get messages on Instagram, like, oh, hey, I love what you're doing with your movement. And I appreciate that. And I'm like, oh, really? Thank you. Because sometimes, you know, you can doubt yourself and wonder, like, you know, what, like what's going to happen? Like, are people, you know, understanding my movement and my mission? So those messages I love and I appreciate and honestly just continue to build my empire. And I tell people all the time, I know it may sound funny or crazy to some, but honestly, I look forward to watching my TV shows. I like just knowing I have a TV show to watch and I watch everything from the Kardashians, Housewives of Atlanta, Catfish, but knowing I, I love the Tyler Perry shows as well. So it's like, you know, just knowing I have something on my DVR, I think that's like, I look forward to that if that makes sense. And, you know, just hearing and listening to different podcasts and different inspirational sto stories honestly keeps me me motivated and going. Because like I said, I still have my days, but, 
you know, like being on a, a platform like with yours and chatting with you now, I'm like, that makes me excited. And like, all right, Keisha, you got this and you're going. You do, you do, you have this, you do, you have something very special. And I know that a big part of your mission and platform is to help eradicate the stigma around chronic illness and to really help other people live their authentic, brilliant, wonderful, purpose-driven life because your purpose doesn't die with a diagnosis. So what are some of the ways that you are helping to eradicate the stigma and helping um, people with disabilities to really live their best version of their life? Um, sure. I will say one, I'm continuing to be unapologetically me, you know, doing me, posting me. Because like I said, if you had asked me a few years ago, like, oh, Keisha, do you see, like, do you want to come on a podcast, share your story about muscular dystrophy? Like back then I'll be like, why would I do that? I don't have muscular dystrophy. So it's like, you know, to see where I'm at now is totally different. So, you know, I'm proud of myself and just like, you know, continue to strive and continue to be an advocacy and let others out there know, like, you know, it's kind of hard for me to say, oh yeah, you got this girl. Like, you know, if you was diagnosed with something like you got this, like you can overcome it, you you can do it. Cause we all deal with things differently. Like, like mm -hmm. I said, I feel like I just came out of denial the other day where there's another person I follow on IG where she got diagnosed like the other day and she was like, you know, so embraceive, started a YouTube channel and started yeah. talking about it. And I'm like, wow, like that's pretty dope. You know, so we all deal with things differently. But for me, like I was just trying to process that. So I just kind of feel like, you know, we all take things for granted. We all deal with things differently, but us in the disability community, we're just like everybody else. We just want to be heard. We just want to be listened. We are fashionable just like everyone else. We date, we like to look fabulous. Yes, we may need certain accommodations with clothing or accessibility when going out, but we're just like you. You know, we're just like not any different. We just have a disability, something we didn't ask for. Yeah. But as far as like, you know, my disability community, I just continue to try to support them. But not only that, I look for them for support. You know, yeah. like I'm always looking at other pages and especially other black girls like me, disabled creators. And I'm like, wow, like she's dope. Like, look at that. So. That honestly inspires me as well. And, you know, just continue, like I tell them, like, just do it. If you have a passion or if you have an idea of something you want to accomplish, just go for it. Because before you know it, you will be up and running. And yes, I know it may be more easier said than done, but, you know, just continue to strive. And if you feel like down or you were just diagnosed with something, like definitely go through like that Instagram for support using hashtags like disability awareness, hashtag lupus, hashtag muscular dystrophy, and you can meet like a whole new range of people. And that definitely helped me come out of my shell and feel more open and accepting of living with muscular dystrophy, if that makes sense. It does. And community is so important. Just people who understand you, like your tribe, you know, yeah. to help you be inspired and to help you to get that support, you know, and sometimes you know, you can go with people who, okay, they're not entrepreneurs. Like for me, I'm like, okay, people who work a nine to five, there's some things that we, you just don't get when we're talking about an entrepreneur. Like, okay, you clocked out at five. <laughs> I don't have, I have set office hours, but sometimes there's some other things. So having that community is so important. I love how you, and I love anyone who's building community and believes in that because it's so so important, so important. So thank you for everything that you do and can tell everyone where they can find you. If you have some things or new projects coming up, let us know and then let everyone know where they can find you. 
Sorry, I did want to bring up my nonprofit that I also have, which is called the GCR Adaptive Project. I kind of say it's kind of like the spinoff of Girls Chronically Rock, but with this GCR Adaptive Project, it is a 501c3. And with this, this kind of goes back to adaptive fashion where I am working with universities, such as the one I graduated from, Framingham State Fashion Department, where I'm teaching them the importance of adaptive fashion. So I'm. this is my third year working with Framingham State University. And, you know, the students have come up with such fabulous adaptive clothing ideas. And I think it's so awesome. I mean, they're getting job offers from like Nike, TJX corporations, and some of them are really impressed with these students in por portfolio that they have adaptive fashion. Because like I said, more designers and department stores are getting more aware of this. And I think it's so important to teach that in these schools now, because like I said, when I was in school, we wasn't taught that. And then again, like I said, I wasn't like, you don't know about adaptive fashion because I also didn't have a disability then. So I'm not like, oh, what's adaptive fashion then? But now I feel like I can bring that knowledge to the university where I graduated from. So it's so awesome, but I'm looking to get more universities involved like FIT out of New York, Pratt Institute, and I'm looking to get Mass College of Art, which is also here in Boston, Massachusetts, and just kind of get that fashion program started with the adaptive fashion and get that kind of like added into the curriculum. So with the 501c3, I am looking for like grants, funding, sponsorships to kind of help these fashion students buy these supplies. Because a lot of people don't know in fashion school, like they don't help us buy those supplies and fabrics and sewing machine. I look back and I'm like, I thank God for my mother because I know I was an egg. <laughs> Calling her and I'm like, mom, I need this, I need that. And I'm like, you know, thank goodness for her because I'm like, they don't help pay for that on top of other elective courses and books we have to pay for. So I'm like, you know, here I am added on adaptive fashion to these students. So I'm like, it'll be kind of nice if I can get like sponsorships from fabric stores and other grants so I can provide for these students to kind of buy the materials to make this awesome adaptive wear, like magnetic snaps, accessible zippers, you know, the fabric, all of that adds up. So mm. that is now my GCR Adaptive 501c3. It now has a website, gcradaptivep.org. And so I'm so excited about that. So you can check me out, gcradaptivep.org, GCR Adaptive Project on Instagram. But most importantly, my number one boo, Girls Chronically Rock, and that's girlschronicallyrock.com. And then I am also on Instagram, girlschronically underscore rock. Feel free to please send me a message. I love hearing from people and check out my website. I, I, I think I saw that. I'm pretty sure I saw that, but you do so much. I was just like, but you know what? It's okay because you have a lot of things you're passionate about. And yeah, I'm trying. I'm the same way. I'm working on a couple different projects, but like you yeah. said, create, you know, continue right. creating and spreading that awareness and making it accessible and to other people and to create that knowledge for the future generations to understand there's more than just you know we went from there's one size model like there's one you know now exactly. we're curvy and then now it's like oh there's other types of right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> that's right Oh my gosh. So keep doing what you're doing. Anyone I know of and I have access to, you know, I will definitely connect you and, and, and push your message oh, out there. You. So thank you for all that you do, my dear. You are thank a gift. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So may I will put Keisha's information in the chat. And of course, this will be up on our website and anywhere where you, everywhere where you get your 
or you listen to your favorite podcast. And um, I want you to connect with Keisha, follow her on her uh, social media, reach out to her, learn about her project and nonprofit and how you can connect other people who you may know in the fashion industry with her. So we appreciate you. Thank you for everyone tuning in. Thank you, Keisha. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. So enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. Goodbye.